Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Iceberg Recap Show, your home for the Pittsburgh Penguins game recaps and analysis. You can find us anywhere you get your podcast from or on YouTube at Inside the Penguins. The Pens lose 4-1 to one to the Dallas Stars. That makes three straight losses for the Pittsburgh Penguins, all coming in regulation as they drop to 2-4-0 and oh on the young season in 2023-24. Top storyline in this one had to be Jake Ottinger, the goaltender of the Dallas Stars. He was absolutely on his game. We'll talk about him later in the three-star segment, but he shut down the Pittsburgh Penguins every single chance he got except for one stellar play made by Jake Gensel to Brian Russ. That was the only time the Penguins were able to figure out what I would expect is a guy that's going to be in the Vezina conversation this season, but... You know, it really sucked the soul out of the Pittsburgh Penguins after a period in the first where they looked to be getting back on the right track. Uh, his stellar performance just kind of took the wind out of their sails, despite the fact that they were up one to nothing after 20 minutes of play. But let's get into that score recap from last night's game Penguins versus the Stars. Here's how it looked. If you're looking at this video on YouTube at Inside the Penguins, you'll see the goal recap up there now. First period, like I mentioned, Brian Russ puts home his team-leading fifth goal of the season, finishing a cross-crease pass from Jake Gensel, who had his sixth assist on the young season already. He's certainly impressing when it comes to being a facilitator early on, and Sidney Crosby picked up the secondary assist, his third of the season. Head into the second period, and that's when the Stars began to take over on offense. Their talent started to shine through a little bit. Jason Robertson gets his first on the season, assisted by Craig Smith and Rupe Hintz. A little bit later in the period, Evgeny Dodonov put the Stars up by a score of 2-1 to one with his first goal of the season. Matt Duchesne and Thomas Harley get the assists on that one. Then in the third period, it was a comedy of errors by the Pittsburgh Penguins. First, a neutral zone turnover led to Alex Nedeljkovic kamikazeing his way out towards the puck in the middle of the Penguins' defensive zone, far out of position. Jason Robertson gets in his way, and the puck ends up on Thomas Harley's stick with nobody protecting the net front for the Pittsburgh Penguins. He puts that one in the back of the net. It becomes 3-1 to for the Dallas Stars, and there was really no hope after that for the Pittsburgh Penguins. That was Harley's first, assisted by Joe Pavelski and Jason Robertson. A little bit later in the period, again, poor positioning by Alex Nedeljkovic. Leaves the post on a short side drive by Wyatt Johnston. Johnston able to sneak it past him for his second of the year. Jamie Benn picks up the lone assist on that one, his second assist on the young season as well, and that is where it stood by the end of the game. 4-1 to one for the Dallas Stars. A game in which, like I mentioned, it started off really good for the Pittsburgh Penguins. They looked great through 20 minutes. There were some that were saying that was their best period of hockey so far on the young season. I still think the second period against Washington was a little bit better, but regardless... It was a good start for the Pittsburgh Penguins against a talented team in the Dallas Stars. The only thing they couldn't figure out was Jake Ottinger, but you had to imagine if they would have kept that pressure up throughout the rest of the evening, they would have been able to beat them at least one or two more times and make that game a little bit more interesting. But by the end of it, it was a laugher. The Penguins didn't have any juice remaining by the end of the game. They looked lifeless once again, similar to what they looked like in St. Louis and they have a lot of questions going forward, but no question on to who the three stars were for this game for me. 
Third star, I'm going to give it to Jake Gensel. He was the best player on the Pittsburgh Penguins through and through from minute one to minute 60. He created plenty of opportunities throughout the game. A lot of the pressure that was on Jake Ottinger came at the hands of Jake Gensel, and specifically that first line as a whole when it comes to Sidney Crosby and Brian Rust also getting opportunities there as well. But Jake Gensel... He only has one goal on the season. It's not for lack of trying last night. He led the team with seven shots on goal, not to mention he had the primary assist on the Penguins' lone goal where he was able to come in on a two-on-one, freeze Ottinger with the shot fake, and send a beautiful cross-ice pass over to Brian Russ, the only time the Penguins were able to figure out Jake Ottinger. So Jake Gensel gets the third star of the game for me. Second star, I'm going to give it to Jason Robertson tonight. One goal, one assist, uh, played a huge factor in that third goal that really put the Penguins away. He was the player that poked the puck away in the neutral zone. He was the player that went crashing into Alex Nedeljkovic above the left faceoff dot in the defensive zone that kind of just opened everything up for the Dallas Stars to put that away and just absolutely take the wind out of the Penguins' sails and any hope that they had about coming back in this one. So Jason Robertson gets the second star of the game and the first star, I've mentioned him so many times in this episode, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's not going to be a surprise to most of you. Jake Ottinger is the first star of this game. He was every bit the Vezina caliber goaltender that he has been, you know, rumored to be since he started in the NHL. He had a great season last year, helped lead the Dallas Stars to the Western Conference Finals, and then today he looked exactly like you would expect a goaltender of that caliber to look. 38 saves on 39 shots, and according to moneypuck.com, he had 3.44 goals saved above expected. Absolutely ridiculous performance from Jake Ottinger. If there ever was a game that you could look at and say, hey, this is what it looks like when a goaltender steals a game for a team. That's exactly what it looked like. Now, the Penguins didn't look good by the end of this game, but throughout the game, they got their opportunities and a lot of grade A opportunities that Jake Ottinger not only made the saves on, but made it look very easy. There was one particular save that he made in the third period. I believe it was on a Penguins power play where Sidney Crosby had a one-timer. and By the time he took the shot... It looked like he had so much net to work with. And then Ottinger just slid through, made the glove save, and stared down Sidney Crosby while doing it. It was a beautiful performance in net from Jake Ottinger. Certainly not something you wanted to be saying if you were a fan of the Pittsburgh Penguins. But final thoughts on this one. That's the second game in a row that I've seen the Pittsburgh Penguins look lifeless. Not a good sign. Not a good sign at all. Not only were they lifeless by the end of this game, during the game, when they still had a chance, it was 2-1 to one going into the third period. And they continued their parade of mental errors, their parade of defensive zone turnovers, of neutral zone turnovers. This team is not going to beat anybody if they don't stop beating themselves first. I mean, Ryan Graves continued. We, we talked about it yesterday on Tip of the Iceberg that he led the team going into that one with eight turnovers on the season. He had one or two last night as well. You can't have a guy that you're paying for, what, six years at five-plus million dollars or four-point-five-plus million dollars continue to make turnovers like that when he has to play top-pairing minutes. I get that you have Marcus Pedersen, and Marcus Pedersen was very good again last night, but you need somebody to play with both Carlson and Latang. That's the whole point of having those two guys is having two guys that are good defensively along with them to allow them to play the way that they want to play. Ryan Graves just has not been getting the job done. I thought the entire team mentally looked spent in the third period. A lot of you know lackluster shifts, a lot of lackluster efforts. 
late in the third period. And it's not just from guys like Ryan Graves. It's not just from guys like the fourth line, like a Jeff Carter, who I'll talk about on Iceberg to go a little bit later today. Sidney Crosby looked like he was over it in the third period. Sidney Crosby looked lifeless, and that is one of the few times that I can say that he looked like that genuinely in a game. Yes, he had his opportunities, but a lot of you know puck issues, a lot of puck errors from Sidney Crosby early in the season, uh, and tonight it was more evident than it has been in a long time that Sidney Crosby uh, is struggling a little bit here. I, I know it's hard to say when he picks up an assist and he continues uh, to just continue to put points on the board, but you know it's certainly not the crisp Crosby that uh, we've been trying to bang the drum for him to win a Selkie award. He, he's nowhere near that this season. And in fact, I saw Danny Shirey say on Twitter that Evgeny Malkin's defensive zone presence has been better than Crosby's this year. And it has been. And that's not saying that Malkin's has been poor. Malkin's has been pretty good. It's just Crosby, uh, there's something off about him right now. And you hope that he's able to get things figured out. And it's not just him. It's the rest of the team. It's the head coach. There was a decision in last night's game that made me look at Mike Sullivan and say, okay, you know, a lot of people have been calling for his job and calling for him to be the first coach fired on the season in the NHL. I still don't think that's going to happen. I, I think that that's far off, but that's the first time that I looked at a decision and said, there's no reasoning for this, and it really looks bad on Mike Sullivan's part. And that decision was dropping Ricard Raquel from the second to the third line late in this game in favor of Redeem Zahorna. Now, Zahorna has looked really good through for his first two games. The third line, once again last night, was looking really good with Radim Zahorna, Drew O'Connor, and Lars Eller on it. But Ricard Raquel was looking pretty good as well. He had three shots on goal in the first period. A couple of those were grade-A chances, and he was just stifled by Jake Ottinger. I texted my co-host Nick Horwat, and I said, You know what? I feel a Ricard Raquel goal coming tonight. He's got the mojo. He's feeling good right now. We all just started to question him a little bit yesterday. We talked about it on the show. Mike Sullivan was asked about it yesterday at practice. We all felt like this was starting to be the come up for Ricardo Raquel. The same thing we felt with Riley Smith earlier in the season when you said he's getting the chances. Once one goes through and the dam breaks, it's going to be great for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Well, he didn't get the opportunity to follow that up because later in the game, he drops down to the third line. And I thought that that caused a little bit of friction between the lines because the chemistry just isn't there. Raquel, Eller, and O'Connor, that line didn't look the same. Zahorna, Malkin, and Riley Smith, that line didn't look the same. I thought it was a bad call on Mike Sullivan's part, specifically because you could tell exactly when that call was made was after the second goal of the game when Ricard Raquel lost a puck battle in front of the net to Evgeny Dodonov, and the Penguins went down 2-1. to one. If you're going to move your lineup around after one bad play in the defensive zone, you're not prepared to be a head coach in this league anymore. And, and Mike Sullivan said it on Monday himself. He said, if we changed the lines after every bad performance, we'd have a whole lot of line combinations. Well, he went out and changed the defense pairings right after saying that. He put Ryan Shea and John Ludwig out there, which, by the way, of course, prayers for John Ludwig, hoping he's okay. He tried to lay that massive hit in the second period, and he was knocked out of the game. Hopefully he's all right. He was up and walking around, uh, according to Penn's inside scoop who put that out last night on Twitter. So hopefully he's okay. But, you know, Sullivan made that change after one bad game. He said, Rue Weedle uh, is going to be sitting and we're going to put John Ludwig in. Okay, I get that. But this move in the middle of a game, when you had Ricard Raquel playing well, when the third line was playing well, one bad defensive play and you switch things around, that's a questionable call on, on in my eyes by Mike Sullivan. So we'll see how they can respond after this because it doesn't get any easier. They've lost three games in a row, 
And now they welcome an undefeated Colorado Avalanche team, a team that is now 6-0 and on the season and has talent to spare, similar to what you just saw in the Dallas Stars, but their high-end talent, I think, is a little bit higher in Colorado coming to town. Nathan McKinnon, Kale McCarr, these guys, you know, they will capitalize on every mistake similar to what the Dallas Stars were able to do on Tuesday night. If they don't figure their crap out, this could be a four-game losing streak really quickly, and you could be staring down the you know, staring down the barrel of a two and five start to the season for the Pittsburgh Penguins. But we'll have to wait and see if there's any changes to come. They have practice later today. And like I mentioned, I'll also have an iceberg to go later today, talking a little bit about Jeff Carter. I've avoided talking about it because everybody knows the story. Everybody knows the book on Jeff Carter. But last night, what I saw was just too much to not mention something. So we'll talk about that later in the day with Iceberg to go. But for the Iceberg recap, Penguins versus Stars, that's going to do it for this one. 4-1 to one, Dallas Stars. Jake Ottinger looks great. The Penguins, not so much. But thank you so much for tuning in. Remember, you can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from. 